Rooted 2-7. Joseph Stanley here with Rooted 2-7, a podcast ministry of Red House Baptist Church. And uh, we are glad that you are listening today. And uh, we base our uh, podcast um, on Colossians 2-7, where it speaks of uh, Christians becoming rooted in the Lord and Jesus Christ so that we can build our lives upon Him and uh, continue to flourish. And that has been our goal here since we started this. Uh, I believe it's been back in November, so we, this is so it's been going on for a little while now. Uh, so we want to focus on becoming rooted in Christ, growing in the Lord, and, and uh, making the Lord uh, supreme over our lives. And in order to do so, we must be, become acquainted with what God's Word teaches about a variety of different topics, whether it be dealing with the Scriptures, dealing with moral issues, ethical issues, uh, things we're facing in our culture and our day-to-day uh, lives. But uh, today I just want to deal with a particular Scripture uh, found in the book of James. Uh, it's more of a uh, just a few verses, and I hope that it would be an encouragement to you. I think that Oftentimes, um, everyone is facing different trials in their lives. They're facing different circumstances. And uh, they don't know how to approach uh, those trials as Christians. How should we be viewing them? How should we be reacting and responding? Uh, Because uh, whenever something bad happens in our life of any sort, our initial response is always going to be upset, going to be anxiety, uh, fearful, and afraid. But... uh, when we look to the scriptures, it gives us a much different perspective and much different idea of what it should mean for our lives when we face uh, trials. So as I said, I'm going to be looking uh, there in the book of James. And the book of James is one of my favorite books of the Bible. Uh, I can think of a few years ago, uh, a preacher had recommended that uh, you, ch- that some uh, the whole congregation choose one uh, book of the Bible, a smaller book of the Bible that's easy to read within a 30 minutes or an hour, and to read that every day for a month. So I took that challenge, and I picked the book of James, and I read this book uh, every day, once a day, for one whole month. And in doing so, I really came to love uh, this particular book of the Bible, and I learned a lot from it. And it's something that sticks out in my mind, and I refer to very often uh, when different issues arise in my life and in circumstances that I may face. And I would encourage you to do the same thing. If, if there's a particular uh, book of the Bible, a larger one's a little harder to do with, but a smaller uh, one, maybe one of the epistles uh, that you like and uh, you know, if you read it every day for a month, you become so much more acquainted with it and learn a lot uh, from it than it would come... Uh, You'll be observed what the scripture is actually teaching, and then it'll become more uh, apt to remember within your mind what it uh, is saying. So the book of James, it was actually uh, written by James, and who was uh, the brother of Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, interestingly, he was not a Christian. Uh, it's not believed that he was a believer uh, in Jesus prior while Jesus was still here on this earth, because there's many scriptures in the Gospels that tell us that uh, Jesus's family and his friends uh, rejected him. They thought he was crazy, you know, to, to even suggest that he was the Son of God. Uh, but after Jesus died and, and he was buried and we, he rose again, uh, the book of 1 Corinthians tells us that Jesus, the, uh, the risen Savior, appeared to his brother James. And apparently, 
after he met the resurrected Jesus and, and seeing the evidence that Jesus really was alive, he believed, and then he became a leader there in the church in uh, Jerusalem, and he became a, a, a leader among Christians, and now he is writing uh, to the Jews who are dispersed abroad uh, to, to encourage them and to help them uh, in their time of need and their time of trial. And James is also uh, writing for Christians and the believers to put action behind uh, their faith. That is a main uh, emphasis of his, that we wouldn't just be Christians who say we believe in God, but we would actually have an action that goes along with it. There would be works to follow, not that works are saving us, but that the works uh, are evidence that we truly have believed and are following the Lord. So we begin here in verse number one. James says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes dispersed abroad, greetings. And he says in verse two something really interesting that, that runs completely opposite uh, to what our minds naturally think. It says, Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials. Considered a great joy when you experience trials. And now, as I said earlier, our minds initially think when we're experiencing trial, we're mad, we're upset, we think, you know, we've lost out on life, something bad's happened to us. Why is this happening to me? Uh, you know, why was bad things happening to me? I don't want this to happen to me. And we're complaining, we're uh, angry. But it says to consider it a great joy when we fall into come to various uh, trials. And in, interestingly, it also says not if you experience trials, but when you experience trials. So trials are a definite part of the Christian life, and uh, it should be expected. It should not come to it as a surprise, although it often feels that way. But when those trials come, we can approach them with joy in our heart. And that sounds hard to do. How can we do that? Well, the Bible tells us. In verse 3, it says, Because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. So the reason we can... Uh, face trials, face uh, problems in our lives uh, with joy is because we know that those the tests that we may be going through will produce endurance, or uh, another translation may say patience, so that it build, it's building up our faith. Each and every trial that we face can either make us or it can break us. It can draw us closer to God or it can take us further. But I think the key there is to face those trials with joy, knowing that God can use those trials to work out a plan that we would never imagine. We can remember what Romans 8 uh, tells us, that God can work all things for the good for all those who love God, for those who are the called according to His purpose. So we can know that God can work and produce patience in our lives, and God has a plan for each and every one of us that we can trust in His plan for our lives, even as we go through those trials. You know, uh, when something bad happens, it doesn't mean that God is no longer on the throne. If something bad happens in your family or in your marriage or amongst your friends, that doesn't mean that God is no longer there or God's no longer present 
in your life, God is still there. God is still at work in your life. And when you come to realize that if you want to be stronger in the faith, if you want to be a stronger Christian, it takes trials. It takes some resistance uh, happening in order for you to become stronger. Uh, you can't expect, if use an example of going to the gym, you can't expect to walk into the gym and look around and walk out and, and then, you know, gain muscle and become stronger. No, you ha it takes actually doing the work. It takes exercise. It takes picking up those things that are resistance against your muscles, against uh, the pull and the weight for, in order for you to become stronger. The same thing happens with trials in our lives. That resistance, that struggle, allows us to become stronger uh, as Christians, and it can be used for God's glory, and as well as for our uh, benefit, God can help us and use us in the midst of those trials. So we can face them uh, with joy. I think back of uh, Joseph, not myself, my name is Joseph, but Joseph in the Bible back in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, he faced a great trial for 13 years. He uh, was innocent. He didn't do anything wrong. Yet time after time, his brothers hated him, sold him as a slave. And then he got uh, put into a home, uh, Potiphar's home, and, and he had great respect there, even though he was a servant. And then he was accused of assault thrown into prison, treated horribly. Then so many times he was treated bad. He faced trials. Yet in the end, God used him. God helped him. And in the end of his trial, when his, when his brothers were, uh, you know, apologizing, say, please don't hold it against us, the wrong we did you, he looked at his trials and says, well, you meant for my harm, uh, what you meant for evil, God meant it for good. So he, when he reflected on his trials, he realized that God used those things for the good. I hope that we uh, and myself uh, could do the same thing as we face situations in our lives that we don't like. We can reflect and say, you know what? God can use each and every situation for his glory and for the good if we would really look to Him and trust in Him. So we can face trials with joy. You don't have to do as the world says and be sad and upset and mad, complaining. Instead, we can allow the joy of the Lord to continue to overflow in our hearts and our lives each and every day, uh, regardless of what type of uh, trial we may be enduring. And then it also says there in verse number 5, Now, if any of you lacks wisdom... He should ask of God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. So, sometimes when we're going through a trial, we do get confused. We do have questions. We do uh, wonder what's going on. And we lack wisdom to know what decision to make. We lack wisdom to understand what's going on. We lack wisdom and the knowledge we need, we feel like, to face every day as you go through that trial. But the Bible tells us if you lack wisdom, it's very simple. Ask of God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to Him. When we ask God for knowledge, 
and for wisdom that we need for a particular situation, God can and will provide it. Now, sometimes the issue we run into is we don't always trust the, in, the wisdom God is giving us. We don't always believe the knowledge God is giving us, and we end up doubting. We end up saying, well, God, I'm not so sure if you're right about that. But if we ask in faith and we really want to follow God's will, we really want God's help for our lives, we're going to have to surrender to His wisdom and uh, the knowledge that He provides to us. Because he goes on to say, but let him ask in faith without doubting. For the doubter is like the surging sea, driven and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. So the person who, who doubts God, the person who doubts God's knowledge, the person who doubts God's ways and is always questioning the very person, uh, the very knowledge of God, and the very acts of God, and, and uh, is not really putting their faith in Him. The Bible says is unstable. And another way we're also un a person can become unstable is you're saying you believe in God, you're saying you have faith in God. You're saying you, you put your trust in Him and you're, you're going to live your life for Him. You're surrendering to His will. But then, on the other hand, each and everything that happens, you're like, oh God, I don't know about that. You're questioning God or you, or you don't want to live the life God has planned for you or you're uh, doubting uh, God's wisdom and you're doubting God's plan for your life. That's being unstable. Another way is to also say, I have faith in God, I believe God, I'm going to trust in Him, and then to go on and live a life of disobedience to the Lord. That's not acting in faith. That's saying, uh, yet God set a way we should live. God laid out His perfect word for us and said, yeah, this is what you should do. This is what you should do. But then you say in your mind, yeah, but I don't know if I agree with that. So I'm going to go about and, and do my own thing. I'm going to follow my own desires. I'm going to follow my own flesh. But it'll be okay in the end. And you live by your own standards and your own thoughts and your own ideas. And you don't allow the truth of God to, to infiltrate your mind and to pour over into your heart and affect your action, to affect your faith. And that, that goes into all parts of our life, especially when we face trials. If we want to face that trial with joy, and if we want to uh, have wisdom and knowledge that we need through the trial, then we're going to have to trust that God knows what He's doing, that God is who He says He is, and also trust that His Word really is true, and that all of it, from Genesis to Revelation, is God's Word, and we're going to have to trust it and believe it. If not, we're unstable double-minded, not really trusting in the Lord. And, and I ask you today, uh, as I was thinking about these things, what, what's going on in your life right now? Is there a trial you're facing? Uh, is there a circumstance that you don't like in your life? Are you doubting uh, God's goodness? Are you doubting God's plan? Are you doubting uh, the truth? Are you doubting who God is to you? 
if, if you are, we need to think about how we can correct uh, those thoughts and how we can correct those actions in our lives. Verse 9, 9 says, Let the brother of humble circumstance boast in his exultation, but let the rich boast in his humiliation, because he will pass away like the flower of the field. For the sun rises, and together with the scorching wind dries up the grass, its flower falls off, and its beautiful appearance perishes. In the same way, the rich person will wither away while pursuing his activities. And then in verse 12, it says a very important verse. Blessed is the one, or blessed, I guess blessed just sounds fancier. Blessed is the one who endures trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. The person who endures trials, the Bible says, is blessed. Now that really runs countercultural to what uh, we think in our minds. You know, we see someone who's rich, we see someone who's healthy, we see someone who seems like they got it all together, and we're like, that, that person is definitely blessed. But the Bible says the person who's enduring trials is also blessed. The person who's suffering uh, from cancer, who, who don't know if they can make it another day, is blessed. The person who, who's dealing with poverty and, and, and don't uh, know if they, where money is going to come from, their next meal is going to come from, is blessed. The person who uh, has just experienced a death in their family is blessed. That's if they're trusting in the Lord. They're facing that trial with joy and they're asking God for wisdom. They're truly trusting in Him. The Bible calls you blessed. Blessed is the one who endures trials. Why is He blessed? Because when He has stood the test, He will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love Him, those who endure trials faithfully. Those who stand through the test are promised a crown of life which God has promised all those who love Him. So I think, it's like I said today, it's, it's very simple, and I hope it's an encouragement to you. I just want you to think about where you're standing right now in your life, um, what's going on around you, the trials you're facing, and think about how you're approaching them. Think about, uh, is there a presence of joy in your life? Are you asking God for knowledge? Are you truly trusting in the Lord with all your life? And realize no matter what's going on in your life, uh, if whether it's good or bad, you feel like, man, I just can't catch a break, that's okay because God is still with you. The Bible says that God says He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He will be with you till the end. If we really believe that, uh, then whatever we face in our lives, whether it's good or bad, we can still thank God. We can still wake up every morning realizing that God is our Father. We have Jesus Christ as our Savior. We have the Holy Spirit as our Comforter. And we have the Word of God as our guide. So whatever we may face in our life, uh, you can still be a person of faith, living out that faith in all areas. You know, it's, it might be sound easy to be a Christian when it's good, but it's actually the test of a true, genuine Christian. A true, genuine Christian is revealed during the times of trial. 
And during, when he endures that trial, there will be something produced in his life, and he will be blessed. So I pray today that whatever's going on in your life, that you would look to the Lord, look to his word, and examine your own heart to say, where am I standing with God right now? And how am I reacting to situations that come up in my life that I don't like? What am I doing about it? Something we need to ask ourselves. I know I'm not perfect and I don't always respond properly, but I definitely think it's an area we should work on and it's an area we can become more biblically minded and uh, let the Word of God saturate our minds. Ask God to send our, his, us His Holy Spirit to give us comfort and help uh, through the trial. And uh, the Bible also tells us in 1 Corinthians 10 that uh, even when we're tempted, that God will provide a way of escape. Uh, so God will be there present to help us, and He will provide a way of escape. He will f provide the help uh, that we need, and regardless of what's going on in our lives. I think of Psalm 23, 1, says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If that verse is a fact of your life, you can still rehearse that in the darkest of valleys and in the brightest of mountains. I do pray that you're blessed today, and I hope that, uh, uh, and I do thank you for listening today, and I thank you for uh, always re if those who do listen regularly, we thank you and, and hope that you are uh, being blessed by these uh, thoughts and these podcasts uh, that we're producing uh, here at Red House Baptist Church. If you would like to learn more about our church, you can visit our website at redhousebc.com or you can go to our Facebook page, Root at 2-7, or uh, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you for listening. Thanks again for watching. You can connect with us via our website at redhousebc.com or connect with us on social media by searching for Rooted27. Or you can also subscribe by searching D House Media RHBC on YouTube. Subscribe now.